Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bees Knees Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, make sure you download this episode. And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our Discord, Instagram, and merch. Happy listening! Alright, so we were getting ready to record this episode, and as every episode begins, we like to start off with a little bit of a banter moment where we tell a fun story or tell a joke or something that's going to get the energy level up and set the get vibe the going <laughs> set the vibe for the episode. So, in preparation for that, I ask you like, "Oh, what happened this week? What should we say? Like, what's a good story we could tell?" And you're like, "Well, my windshield wipers are broken." <laughs> and I was like, "What? Why why is that the exciting thing that you're like, "Yes, let's start our episode off talking about your broken windshield well, wipers. It's, it's worse than that because like my windshield wipers are broken, but it's also incredibly snowy. So I get in my car and I turn the heat on and it melts the snow. But then as the snow comes on, it melts on my window. So it's all wet and I can't see through it. And I would go to put my wipers on, but then it just scrapes on the window. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> so like my funny story is just a really unfortunate circumstance. Well, it got me thinking of like, hey, you don't have anything interesting to share with everybody. So I was thinking, well, like, what am I going to share? And so I'm thinking and thinking and I'm like, well, shit, our <laughs> life is so boring. Why is January such a boring month? There is a reason why only the shitty movies come out in January. Yeah. Because nothing is happening. That's when it should be happening because it's so boring otherwise. Like, for real, I was like, Kate. Okay, what happened this week? We watched a couple shows. Fine. We always do that. Um, I made soup today from scratch. It was like good soup. Everything from scratch, broth, all of it. I was really proud of it. And then I ate it. And that was the highlight of today. <laughs> like there's nothing good going on. Like is it just us or are other people finding other ways to entertain themselves besides having a new movie to look forward to or something like that there's no movie releases we're doing nothing like <laughs> i feel like because like it seems like the world is going into another lockdown and then it's we just also have the case of the januaries like there's nothing going on in our homes around our homes plus for us it's snowing like crazy so you can't go out just what do you do well i think it goes like it says something that the windshield wiper thing is what made it into our banter. That's our banter this week. We're super exciting. I just want to say it was a successful pitch on the wiper blades. <laughs> we like talking about movies and TV or TV and movies because we're the bee's knees. Oh, yeah. So sadly, again this week, we have to start off with a celebrity death. Yeah. And this is another quite large one. Uh, Bob Saget passed away. Mm -hmm. Now, I've never really been a big fan of things he's been in, apart from like watching old reruns of American's Funniest Home Videos. Mm -hmm. But uh, it's still sad. Yeah, see, I, I'm the opposite. Like, I watched a lot of Full House growing up. I never got into the reboot, like Fuller House. I've never watched <sighs> that. But I was very much invested in Fuller or Full House. I don't know if I've ever seen an episode of it. Oh, well, your loss, I guess. 
I don't know. <laughs> like, Maybe we'll have to revisit it. It yeah. is really sad. And I've seen a lot of, um, you know, posts from celebrities that have worked with him or been close to him. And um, they're all just obviously devastated from the news that he was just a fantastic person. Um, very compassionate, caring. And uh, the world is going to be a little darker now without him. So that's that's sad. We're, we're starting off strong this week. Yeah. We've got a lack of banter and death of a beloved celebrity. Man, 2022 starting out strong too. <laughs> oh, gosh. But in lighter news, one thing that we have actually been doing this week is we have really been thinking and brainstorming more on reintroducing our Twitch channel. Yeah. So that is to come. So hopefully you keep your ears and eyes open for more news on that. We are coming up with some really good ideas, I have to say. I'm I'm excited for it. So we have great ideas. Not just really good, great. That being said, I would love to hear fan suggestions where it's just like, I want to see you guys do this kind of thing mm-hmm. because the more stuff we do, the the better. Yeah. So what our kind of channel looked like before was mainly me streaming Animal Crossing and we're not doing that this time. And then once a week we did a community game thing, which was primarily Jackbox. And again, we're going to be steering a little bit more away from that, a maybe once every other week stream, mm. one of which will be a more interactive game night such as as Jackbox. But the other one is going to be more of a um, chatting with us themed thing where you and I will be interacting with each other, games, fun stuff, funny stuff, hopefully, <laughs> and while also hearing your comments and your thoughts and your feelings on whatever it is that we're doing. We have some really fun games that I'm excited to try out. Come on down and hang out with Ben and Brittany while they they entertain you. Yeah, so like I said, we still have a few more little details to sort out with that, but we're really excited about it. And make sure you're following our Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz for more information as we sort out those details. If we were in the Star Wars universe, it would be in all that jizz. Because that's the kind of music they play. <laughs> what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> they they call it jizz instead so of you jazz? you know when they're playing in the cantina, it's like do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. That's jizz music. Why? I don't know. <laughs> th- someone did not think that out very well. Or they thought out it just enough. That's horrible. I don't. I wish you hadn't have told me this information. Like, <laughs> I am so disturbed right now. Oh, jizz. Okay, moving on. Um, Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Sorry. Andrew Garfield has just won an award for Tick, Tick, Boom. The big old Golden Globe. Yeah, and that's really exciting. We just watched that again. With the yesterday, kids. yeah, we watched it with the kids. We uh, we felt that while some themes might be mature, it would just go right over their heads, and they enjoyed the music. So yeah, I mean, I've been listening to the soundtrack for yeah. weeks. They sing along; they know the words now. Yeah, so it's just like just just watch, watch it. it. There's no like violence or nudity or things like that. Like it's they don't understand what movie. AIDS is. 
And yeah, it's just it's a great musical. So I'm really happy that Andrew Garfield won that. I think it it showed like a completely different side of him that I didn't know existed. Yeah. Until then. So (laughs) speaking of a completely different side that I didn't know existed, Mm -hmm. you made me watch a movie. What was it called again? Mainstream. Yeah. This is a strange movie. It was in my defense. It was listed as a comedy. And this is not the first time that Netflix has not accurately described a movie and what genre it belonged in. I would not say that this movie is a comedy. It's disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It starts out kind of light and somewhat funny. Yeah. But it drastically changes to deeply disturbing very quickly. And um, in a way, I kind of hate movies like this and i well i hate when the actors are so good at the role they play (laughs) because i love andrew garfield and i love him because in any like interview i've watched with him in tick tick boom and spider-man obviously he is just so fun loving he's a lovable guy he's joking and he's charismatic and he's cool and then in this movie he is so just disturbed yeah. And yeah. it didn't sit well with me. <laughs> like the next day is when we watched Tick, Tick, Boom. And I was like, this is better. This, I think you said like, this will leave a good image of him in my head. Yeah. Like something because it was hard to go to bed after that. It's the same thing as when I watched Zach Gavron in when he was Ted Bundy. Yeah. Because he did it so well that it deeply, deeply disturbed me. And I couldn't. Like, not see him a sick freak <laughs> yeah i couldn't not see him as a sadistic serial killer and then in this the way it ends too like uh, it ends with this like shit-eating grin yeah it's so sinister and just creepy and i was like i don't want that to be the last image i have of andrew garfield in my head i need to replace it immediately with something a lot more fun i have to say how amazing of an expressive actor Andrew Garfield is. Mm-hmm. Like, he delivers his lines well and all that, but even just the body language that he can express yeah. is so amazing. Definitely. I've seen, like, TikToks of, like, all the different Spider-Men. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And the different scenes with him and Emma Stone, and she's there, but he doesn't want her to be there, and he's so visibly anxious. Yeah, I've seen that same clip. And this movie, Mainstream, he was a very physically expressive character. Mm-hmm. Like that stupid smile at the end. Yeah. Just the way he threw his body around mm-hmm. to kind of get everybody in the mood. It Like he does it so well. Yeah. And that's what that's what bothered me about this is like, damn it, why do you have to be so good? Because now I can only see you as this awful person. Stop making me hate you. <laughs> I don't want to hate you. Let me love you. Anyway, I saw something also that was like, it's funny how the coolest Spider-Man was the one that was like, I'm so lame. <laughs> right? And I thought that was funny because, like, I think that's one thing people can agree is that, like, Andrew Garfield, I think there were complaints that he was too cool to He's be Spider-Man. too cool to be Spider-Man. He has a skateboard. He's Dude, too cool I to be I had a Parker. skateboard. I was not in the slightest bit cool. Anyway, he is the coolest 
Spider-Man. And um, and he was the one that was like, I'm so lame. <laughs> Guys, I'm not as cool as you. Anyway, that's our Andrew Garfield talk. <laughs> He's a great guy. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Tick, Tick, Boom. And um, if you want to watch mainstream so you know what we're talking about, how creepy he is, go for it. But be warned. It's disturbing. He will convince you to hate him. Yeah. And you might not like it. <laughs> and then you can just watch Tick, Tick, Boom after. And then you'll be like, oh, this, Feel good. this is my, my comfort space. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Garfield. He's great. Anyway, moving on. Um, we are talking about Daredevil. So we watched episodes three and four this week to talk about today which i feel like watching them in two episode increments is really it's a good thing to do it's like a movie length so you get enough content to talk about plus it seems to be a lot of character focus on one specific thing so it's not too scrambled yeah these next two episodes focused a lot on villain development Mm -hmm. as well as it continues to push matt murdoch's story forward the episode three starts off with this dude viciously murdering some mobster guy. Yeah. And saying, I need a lawyer. He gets Matt Murdock. They go through a trial. And I, lo- I loved it because it something as mundane as just he is doing a trial. Mm-hmm. But throughout the episode, it really shows how he wants to do things by the books. Right. He hears this juror's heartbeat. And that indicates to him that she has been tampered with Mm -hmm. and that blackmailed. Yes. (laughs) So he kind of gets the idea. This is going my way anyway, but that's not how I want to do this. Right. I want to do this with integrity and be a good person in this city of just scumbags. Yeah. In a way, though, I kind of viewed it. Well, I just thought of this right now, so I can't (laughs) say I viewed it. I just now viewed it as um, his way of kind of sticking it to the bad guys, right? Because he he's working for them right now. He hates that, but he knows this is his only lead to find out who's behind all this crime in in Hell's Kitchen. So he's like, I need to do this. I hate that I have to do this. I hate that I'm getting this assigned killer off for killing someone i hate that (laughs) so you think that you're gonna swing the jury to go your way nah like i'm gonna win it but no we're gonna take that person (laughs) we don't need another innocent person being dragged in that's how i think right is like he hates how much they already have him in their grasp and He's like, you're not getting this too. Well, if, I, if I'm going to win, it's going to be this way. Because the sass you were just putting on it, it was kind of reflected in the show with his f- closing statement. He's just like, this man ended a life. Mm-hmm. A guy is dead because of this Yeah, guy. like he didn't hesitate to be like, this guy's a shitbag. <laughs> but the prosecution has failed to determine this blah, 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 lawyer talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That lawyer talk will get you. It'll get you every time. And then at the end of the third episode, we just had like this really awkward kind of endearing scene with Kingpin, which I think was our first view of him in the show. Yes, yeah. Yeah, the end of episode three was the first viewing of him. And um, this is really, it's kind of funny to me looking back at it because we all... Have seen up until now in this show, 
mm-hmm. looking just at these episodes, he they do not speak his name. Yeah. He's got all these criminals working underneath him. He is the big bad. And the first scene we see him in, he's just talking about how, like, this painting makes him feel alone. Yeah, the juxtaposition between how these criminals talk about him to how he is portrayed. He's so nervous and awkward and he's just trying to do things right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's kind of (laughs) cute. Like, is it weird to say that like Kingpin is, he's acting cute. Yes, it is weird. He's just a big old ball. See, no, this is what, this is what they did right with Kingpin in this is that They humanized him. Mm -hmm. They made him someone that you could relate with in this sense. Who hasn't gotten nervous talking to someone that they find to be attractive or that they have some sort of connection to or they have feelings for? I still get nervous talking (laughs) to you. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so it's a relatable thing. Like your first time interacting with this woman that you find to be interesting and beautiful and and you want to know more and you want to see her more and you think you might love her. I don't know. But it's just it humanizes this person that otherwise all we have heard is like, no, don't say his name. You're all afraid of him. He's getting the job done. He's taking care of it. But we haven't seen that. And yeah. so it ends off the episode three of just him sweet talking a girl about a painting. Yeah. And it's funny because like i've been saying like he's just so awkward and like smitten but the scene right before it was a a, like this criminal that matt murdoch just got off right yes was like i said his name he's gonna make me an example and then he's gonna do that to all of my family and he's so terrified of him yeah that he drives his own head through like a fence spike yeah yeah, that scene just like, was so whoa. That scene was so intense because we have seen Daredevil just like kicking the shit out of all these street thugs, right? And yeah. all these like gang members and mob characters and whatever. He's been just, you know, wrecking their shit and they're <laughs> pissed about it. And um and so he finally gets this lead. He knows that his client's working for this big bad guy that he has no idea who he is, which is why, like I said, they had him working for him as well in a sense and he hated that and so he's like i'm gonna get information out of this guy one way or another i couldn't do it as a lawyer but i can do it as daredevil and so like they have this really intense fight and uh and he does he he spits it out which i don't know why because if he wasn't afraid of death so much that he like more if he feared fisk more than he feared death why didn't he just let daredevil kill him yeah see that's the thing i also was wondering because he gave up Fisk's name and then was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to kill myself. Now. Yeah. If he knew that was kind of the stakes, why didn't he let that be on Daredevil's hands? The only and not have. The yeah. Name? The only thing I can think of is that his kind of like instinct of survival, like a survival instinct kicked in mm. because because daredevil had had like something sharp up against his neck i don't know if it was a knife or glass. It was just like a piece of glass yeah so he had something up against his neck and was like tell like what's his name and um and i don't think he meant to actually spill it and then after he realized like shit what did i just do 
And then he's like, oh, you should have killed me. And then he goes and kills himself. And also, like, even only seeing half of Daredevil's face, because he's got the top half with the black yeah. wraparound thing, right? Um, There's just so much just, like, shock. And he felt exactly what we were feeling. Mm-hmm. In just, like, did he just do what he just did? Like, is that for real? Oh, my gosh, how horrible. And it was a horrifying... I remember watching it for the first time how many years ago and just being like gasp like what the hell just happened yeah. and it's shocking yeah it was and and like i said to immediately follow it up with that art gallery scene was just really like it was like the storm before the calm and it just kind of flipped things around mm-hmm. and ended on such tension because you're just like that's him yeah why did he why is that worth stabbing yourself in the face yeah but we find out later because <laughs> we'll get to it though so the start of episode four, mm-hmm. Claire is taken by some of the... Well, that's like partway through. Okay, well, in that. But this it's the part I'm starting with. So okay. Claire gets taken by the Russian taxi guys, mm-hmm. and they are again trying to find out the, the name of this masked man so mm-hmm. they can take him down. Yeah. And she is a surprisingly tough cookie and doesn't give up the well she doesn't, she doesn't know, know the it. name yeah she but, just I mean, calls him what she calls him mike she doesn't give up anything she could say look for a blind guy right yeah like that's an easy thing like she was pretty heavily beaten and she didn't give up anything mm-hmm. and i loved the the bit where the lights go out and then she hears somebody get taken out and then she just starts laughing yeah and it's just such like a, a broken like happy laugh i don't know yeah it reminded me of like when like it kind of reminded me of like a harley quinn character or like jinx Mm -hmm. you know that like they get beaten down so much that like it's almost like they don't feel the pain anymore and like there's some sort of like psychotic level in their minds that is unlocked in order to protect (laughs) them from what has been happening to them and so, yeah, she has this laugh, which is really great. And she delivers it so well. She's laughing. She's like, oh, you want to know his name? Ask him yourself. Yeah. And that was just like, and then he comes in, he just grabs a guy, kicks his ass. Yeah, he, he kicks so much ass. But I really liked that because after, like, it comes up later in the episode, he's just like, you were almost killed because of me. I never thought I was putting other people in danger. Mm-hmm. And that kind of revelation for, like, the hero's journey, yeah, I think, like, that's a big step to go from, like, whatever, I'm going to, I can't fight the law all the time perfectly yeah. in real life, so I'm going to put on this mask, I'm going to go beat the shit out of people. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the justice. Oh, but there's consequences? Oh, I have to be smart about this? Yeah. Like, that kind of advancement from just I'm doing whatever the fuck I want to okay I've got to kind of calculate things I have to figure out who I'm going up against Mm -hmm. because he's just finding out that he's in way over his head yeah well and speaking more on that is like this is the first time that we see him really connecting with someone like yeah sure he has foggy and they've been friends since college but he's still very guarded Mm-hmm. with foggy he doesn't let him in too much and that could be be like to protect him i feel like his truest self is his daredevil and that is how claire knows him 
Mm-hmm. She's only known this person. She doesn't know Matt Murdock. So he's been completely vulnerable with her. He's been himself. And those walls are kind of coming down. But that also has the price of putting her in danger. Yeah, it's kind of like a Batman situation. Like, is he more Bruce Wayne? Is he more Batman? Right. But uh, with a blind guy. Yeah. Why isn't he called Batman? I, this is this has been a topic of discussion all over the place. Like, I saw something as <laughs> like... Wait, you're telling me that there's someone that, you know, is blind and uses Mm -hmm. hearing to navigate and kick the shit out of bad guys and his name isn't Batman? And there's this other, like, I don't know. It was... uh, It just describes their powers and it's like, they should be called the other thing. Yeah, but there was a third one in there too, but I can't remember which one that was. Oh, I have no idea. There was a third one where it was like, so there's this guy that does this and this and this, and then there's this guy that does this, 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 and this guy that does this, 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 but this one's named this, this one's named this, and this one's named this, question mark? <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. You know, for not giving any of the details. <laughs> <laughs> like, I I get it. Yeah. I just don't know who the third one was. Anyway. Okay, so while we were going on about the this, 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 and this, I was reminded of the actual opening of this scene, and it's the two Russian brothers in, like, a gulag. Right. And they're fighting, and the older one's like, man, I just, I'm not going to survive much longer. And he's like, yeah, you are. They left this guy to rot in front of us for the rats to eat. That was a mistake, because I just ripped out his rib cage for (laughs) us to fight people with. Right. Those guys are savage. Yeah, and these are another people, like, again, it shows us that these people are not people you want to mess around with. Yet they have been a little bit more rebellious towards Fisk. Yeah. But they still follow his rules. They still do what he says. They are trying to get Daredevil because Fisk has put so much pressure on them to do that. Because they aren't able to run their operation, which is affecting all the other crime operations. Yeah. And so they're like, get your shit together. Take care of this one guy. Why is one guy able to take down your entire crew figure that out and i love how they're just like he doesn't have an iron suit or a magical hammer hammer. yeah there's so many just one-off references that are kind of directed like they're clearly directed but they're not outright saying it yeah and so they're feeling the pressure from fisk but again it shows us like these guys are pretty scary guys like they're willing to do a lot of yeah bad things and they're still, you know, under Fisk's thumb. Why? We What we've just seen of him is, like, he's just this, like you said, yeah. awkward guy wanting a date with a pretty girl. Then we see why. Fisk goes out on a date with pretty girl, and it's going well. And they're having fun, yeah. and they're laughing, and they're connecting. And they the Russians had just gotten their asses handed to them from kidnapping Claire and getting beaten up by... Uh, Daredevil and so then he's like you know what we're going to take their deal I'm going to go I'm talking to Fisk now I'm done dealing with his bitch Wesley guy we're going to go straight (laughs) to the man and man was that a mistake yeah so the the guy interrupts the date ruins the date altogether and it's funny because Wesley takes him in a car and drives away Mm -hmm. Fisk tries to finish his date yeah. And it ends poorly. And he's like, after she goes in, she's like, I don't know what I feel. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know how to duplicate the accent. <laughs> and he's just, he's so broken about it. Yeah. And then Wesley gets a call 
And he's just like, yep, passenger side. And I'm just like, ooh. Yeah, we're I like, get, get oh, the what's happening? Man, he gets pulled out of the car. He get this Russian badass mm-hmm. punches him in the face. Fisk does not flinch or react at all. Yeah. Kicks the crap out of him. Yeah. The guy pulls a knife out again, not flinching. Yeah, just grabs it from him. He gets sliced across his protected suit. Yeah. Grabs him, beats him. Not just beats him. He repeatedly headbutts him. Yeah. And I know that that's like a comic book. That's like his thing is he headbutts people, right? But just imagine how insane that is. Yes. To just grab someone and headbutt your head into their head repeatedly and it not affect you at all. Like, how insane is that? Like, I know there are some martial artists who what they do is, like, they they smack their bones against things to, like, bruise the bones and, like, thicken the bones. So that it builds up, yeah. And, like, there are people who have lumps on their foreheads and stuff like that. Right. Because of that. But he's just a big dude. He doesn't look like he's trained martial arts for no. years. Yeah. And then after that, so that is shocking. And we're finally like, oh, shit, I understand now why they feared him so much. But yeah. it gets worse. Like yes. somehow it goes from like this already super high level of intensity <laughs> and it just goes higher. The look on this guy's face as he's crawling towards the car that Wesley's in. And he's begging him he, yeah. to help. And he just, he looks at him a little bit as Fisk puts his head in the car door and just mm-hmm. slams it over and over and yeah. over until there's just a puddle of jelly. Yeah. And then a body with no head. It's so gross. And my favorite part of that is when the blood splatters on Wesley's face and he just gets out of the car to avoid more. Yeah. And then afterwards, Wesley doesn't wipe it off his own face. He hands his pocket rag to Fisk to, Fisk, to, to wipe, wipe it off. off his face. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you little bitch. Yeah, he is. <laughs> like, all we've seen of him is just him telling all the other criminals what they should or shouldn't be doing because they're unimpressing Fisk. Yes. And making sure none of them say his name. And then it ends with, send his body to his brother. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, that'll start a war. And he said, good. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, I guess, yeah. Like, I see now why he is not afraid of these criminals and why they are in fact afraid of him i don't remember what happens from here on out i'm excited to see (laughs) because i can't remember how the russians handle that yeah and so yeah anyway the russian yeah because one well one is still alive he's just in he just woke up from a coma hmm because there's that was a third brother i always thought that was just a contact that they had I didn't realize that was another brother. Well, I'm pretty sure in some of the dialogue between the two, they called him brother. I could be wrong. Maybe it's just like, you know, like, ah, oh, bro. Like, maybe it was just <laughs> that. I don't know. I took it as like, oh, this is another one of their brothers. But I could be wrong. Because there was just the two of them in the beginning. Yeah. So maybe it is just the two of them and I mean, I'm mistaken. In the end, it doesn't really matter. They're going to be pissed off that little Nikki Headless is yeah. there. Yeah. So that's kind of like our episode so far on Fisk and our first real look into this character from Daredevil's standpoint. Yeah, I feel like the MCU's kingpin that we've seen so far has been... like I don't know if he was just rushed 
through like having just like the one episode mm-hmm. with so much else going on or if this might be a different iteration of Kingpin like I don't know really why but he just doesn't kind of have the same oomph he doesn't have the impact that we've seen even though like we said in episode three all we saw of him was a gentle soul wanting a date and then we saw who he really was and in this we were kind of seeing him the whole time as a crime lord so i don't know why when we've already seen him in that position of power we've already seen eleanor fearing him yeah why they wouldn't justify it right away, knowing that there was nothing else after. And we rewatched the fight scene between him and Kate. And um, the whole time, like I've said for weeks, why I was unimpressed with that scene. And you always had some sort of like follow up as to why you thought they did it the way they did. And I was just like, I don't know. It just the 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 kingpin that we have seen has been just so get the job done kind of guy and he doesn't care how it's done i don't know why he would keep swatting at a fly and not just squish it so to speak yeah so i after rewatching it i do agree with you to an extent so the fact that he is just throwing her around seems ridiculous especially when this fight with this russian brother he hits him a couple times and he is like out of commission yeah Whereas Kate Bishop, she gets, like, punched through, like, this furniture piece. Mm-hmm. And she just gets back up and tries again. Yeah. It it seems like the punches that he's throwing, like, they would be massive. Yeah. Like, I'm talking, this Russian brother, he went through a gulag where you fight to the death. Mm-hmm. He has been with fisk and all of this whole enterprise for so long he is no stranger to the violence yeah just look at the scars like him and his brother constantly being like oh we've seen worse yeah they've taken beatings yeah and they've been fine but fisk lays his hands on him and he is out so i get that kate bishop is a trained fighter she's been training with hawkeye for all of a week yeah (laughs) She, there's no way she would have just gotten up from those hits. No. And then you brought up another good point of, well, in this, Fisk got so angry Mm -hmm. and he just, like, he went berserk. Yeah, he went into a blind rage and just beat it till it, there was nothing left to beat. And in Hawkeye, I'm pretty confident that that was just about to happen. Upon this rewatch, he said, now you're really starting to get on my nerves. Yeah. And then he gets blown up by the stuff under him. I think if she hadn't got lucky and flicked the the cufflink, that's the word, at those and blew them up and like incapacitated him, I think he would have gone on this like blind rage smash fest. Yeah. So my issues with this. And again, like on rewatching it first, when I first watched it, I was like, something's not right about this. It doesn't feel good to me. And this was before we had even rewatched Daredevil. It was just my memory in what I had built Kingpin up to be. Yeah. And so now we've rewatched it and I've seen what he did to the Russian. I was like, okay, so this justifies now what I already (laughs) thought before, but let's rewatch it. And then it just brought up more things that I was like, this 
doesn't sit well. And your your thing of saying like, did they just rush it? Yes, <laughs> it's I. It's a becoming a trend with the MCU shows where they try and cram so much into one thing, and they have so much stuff happening in the finale with nothing else after. And so they bring up all this stuff and they're trying to cram it all into one like half hour, hour episode. And it just doesn't feel like enough. Yeah, I feel like a problem with it is they, like apart from, I think, WandaVision, the rest of the shows have been like six episodes. Mm -hmm. And like with Loki, they were about an hour long. Yeah. But like Hawkeye, it's 30 to 40 minute episodes. And then in the last episode, they introduced Kingpin. Well, they introduced him in the end well, of the second last. they had a photo of last. him. But, like, this was, like, his appearance. He had a fight. But there was also the final showdown between Hawkeye and Yelena. Mm -hmm. There was Echo and... Uh, I forget his name. It's like Kazi. Yeah. I just remember that because it looks like Nazi on there. Because <laughs> he, he sucks. Okay. But yeah, so they're fitting. There's three really important fight scenes all happening at the same time. And none of them are getting the quality that they deserve. Mm -hmm. Like they all deserve their own complete action scenes. Not, okay, we're going to get a little bit here. Then we're going to jump over here. Then we're going to jump over here and then back over to the beginning. Like that just robs so much from each of those characters. Yeah, I feel like the final episode of it, like there was two characters that it was definitely setting up for their own future thing mm -hmm. and maybe like a, a tie-in for a third like echo has already got her own show yeah so they're just showing her leave like leaving this organization being like yeah i'm gonna suck. do my I'm own gonna... thing exactly then there's kingpin and he's probably gonna show up in echo but who knows if there's gonna be new daredevil yeah uh, whether he's going to show up to be a foil for Spider-Man. Yeah. Who knows? But then there's also Yelena and Hawkeye who, like, it was a very unsatisfying finale, like, final fight for them. Yeah. Like, yeah, they fight and they have that, like, she doesn't want to believe what Hawkeye is saying. But it should have been more. Yeah. Again, it's another way to rob black widow like she has the entire time the last like 11 12 years mm -hmm. i feel like black widow has just been robbed of her story so that's no different now <laughs> um and so back to kingpin and that fight scene yeah yeah i was a little annoyed that she was just able to get up i get it she's the main character she's not just gonna be you know the next russian brother she's got that plot armor yeah <laughs> anyway I never like to say, I hate this, I hate that, without saying my theory on what could have made it better. Tell me. So, Tell me what could have made it better, Brittany. My idea of what could have made this better, Eleanor redeems herself, whether that be when she hits Fisk with her car, whether her and Kate have a moment, something happens that her mother gets redemption of some kind. Like, maybe not for everything, but at least you see she's not an evil person. She did bad things. Then Fisk comes in. Fight scene with Kate. Stuff happens. In the end, I wish that Kate had have been knocked out enough to just 
be unable to do anymore, laying there yeah. hurt as she watches Kingpin kill Eleanor just ruthlessly, kill her mother. <laughs> why is she sitting in a prison cell? Like, why? Like, maybe he'll go and kill her later. Well, I don't there's know. another setup because people think that she's Madame Mask. Well, I think that we needed something. We needed him to kill someone again to justify all the fear Hawkeye is terrified of him. Yeah. There's so much fear put into this character. We know what he's capable of, and we saw nothing from him. And it's such a letdown. Yeah, they, Like, if, he should have killed someone. Yeah, if during his and Kate's fight, everything she tried failed. Like, she shot him with two arrows, and he just snapped him and kept going. Yeah. She blew him up, and he got up and walked away. Yeah. So if he incapacitated her, killed her mother and then echo shows up and shoots him Mm -hmm. and then like and that's the ending imagine just the reaction like the shock value that that would have the only thing is kate needed to get from there to meeting back up with hawkeye yeah and i don't know if echo would have rescued her from there well hawkeye knew where she was going I think he still would have gone to check on her to see if he, like, she had wrapped everything up with her mom, what had happened. He would have found her devastated, severely injured. He would have, you know, taken her home like he does. Yeah. To protect her because she has nothing left. Like, Kingpin just took everything from her. She just got her ass handed to her. She's a broken person that needs someone. Yes. And then what I would have done is instead of that stupid musical number, mm-hmm. have uh, the end credit scene just be Kingpin getting up. Yeah, to show that he's not dead. Don't make that the cliffhanger. Like Because we know... That he's not dead. He's not dead. Like, can you imagine if after all this, like, the letdown of his performance, like, well, not his performance, but what they wrote his character to be in this episode, and... Just, oh, yeah, that's it. There's Kingpin. <laughs> no. Um, the other thing that they set up is Hawkeye's wife with oh, the yeah, watch. she's some agent. This Hawkeye... It was just a setup for all the other things. There are so many TV shows that are just set up. It just makes you think of season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah, exactly. Every episode is a setup for a different character. It's like, just it tell like me a good story. Off. Yeah. I feel, I feel ripped off as a viewer when they do that because they're robbing... The characters that we love, they're robbing us of a good story, and they're rushing everything. And I hate that. Am I going to not watch the future Marvel stuff? No, I'm going to watch the shit out of it. We're going to watch the shit out of it, yes. (laughs) But do I want something better? Yes. Come on, you can do it. Do better. Yeah, but maybe we're way off base. What do you guys think? Is the MCU's introduction of Kingpin, however comic accurate, a bad portrayal, or is it really fantastic? Let us know in Discord. Let us know on Instagram. You can find the link in the description. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week at the Bees Knees Podcast. We will talk to you next week. And don't forget to download and recommend to a friend.